Hello friends, uh, for a long time I haven't made any podcast. So today I'm making on the framing shop on Market Road. I am the monarch of all I survey. Being the sole occupant of this rambling ancient house in Vinayak Street. I am 5 feet 10, too huge for the easy chair on which I am reclining now. But I remember the time when I could hardly reach the arm of this easy chair. I remember the same chair at the same spot in the hall with some ancient portrait hanging on a nail over it and my uncle comfortably lounging and tormenting me by pushing his glittering snuff box just out of my reach. While trying to reach for it, I tumbled down again and again. He emitted a loud guffaw each time I lost my balance and sprawled on the floor. I felt frightened by his loud laughter and whined and cried. At that moment, my aunt would scoop down on me and carry me off to the kitchen. Set me down in a corner and place before me a little basin filled with water, which I splashed about. I needed no further attention except a replenishment of water from time to time. I also watched with wonderment the smoke curling up from the oven when the lady puffed her cheeks and blew on the fire through a hollow bamboo pipe. The spell would suddenly be broken when she picked me up again with a bowl of rice in her hand and carried me off to the street door. She would carefully seat me on the pile of the house, my back supported against the slender pillars, and try to feed me. If I averted my head, she gripped my neck as in a vice and forced the rice between my lips. If I howled in protest, she utilized the chance to thrust more rice into my open mouth. If I spat it out, she would point at a passerby and say, See that demon? He will carry you off. He is on the lookout for babies who won't eat. At that stage, I must have faced the risk of dying over rather than underfeeding. Later in the day, she would place a dish of eatables before me and watch me deal with it. When I turned the dish over on the floor and messed up the contents, uncle and aunt drew each other's attention to this marvelous spectacle and nearly danced around me in joy. In those days, my uncle, though portly as ever, possessed greater agility, I believe. My uncle stayed at home all day. I was too young to consider what he did for a living. The question never occurred to me until I was old enough to sit on a school bench and discuss life's problems with a class fellow. I was studying in the first year at Albert Mission School. Our teacher had written on the blackboard a set of words such as man, dog, cat, mat, Touch and joy, and had asked us to copy them down on our slates and take them to him for correction and punishment if necessary. I had copied four of the six terms and had earned the teacher's approbation. 
The boy in the next seat had also done well. Our duties for the hour were over and that left us free to talk in subdued whispers though. What is your uncle's name? he asked. I don't know. I call him uncle. Is he rich? the boy asked. I don't know, I replied. They make plenty of sweets at home. Where does he work? asked the boy and the first thing I did when I went home even before flinging off my books and school bag was to ask loudly, Uncle, where is your office? He replied, up above, pointing heavenward and I looked up. Are you rich? was my second question. My aunt emerged from the kitchen and dragged me in saying, Come, I have some very lovely things for you to eat. I felt confused and asked my aunt, Why won't uncle? She merely covered my mouth with her palm and wand. Don't talk all of that. Why? I asked. Uncle doesn't like to be asked questions. I will not ask hereafter, I said and added. Only that Suresh, he is a bad boy and he said, Hush, she said. Wait for the next episode of The Framing Shop on Market Road. Thank you.